Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman Company, and today we're here to talk about new product ideas, how to decide if you've got a good idea. Yeah, and this is something, it's episode 92, by the way, and as because it's episode 92, we decided that we were going to test out some new audio equipment. So you'll notice an absence of a microphone if you are watching us on video. Yes. If you are not watching on video, I just waved my hands over my desk very expressively. You'll also notice we've got some new shirts on. We do. We, we have custom apparel startups apparel on. Um, it only took us uh, three and a half years yeah. for us to get <laughs> to something. To make a shirt. Yeah, because the equipment is in the other room, and it's just yes. way too far along. Um, <laughs> and then once we decided to do it, it took like five minutes yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so, so anyway, so this is, a, this is a great episode, I think, because it's on our minds all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coleman and Company and, and Coldessi are both famous for uh, coming up with new stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really broke it, broke the market for the uh, white toner transfer printers. We developed the Pro Spangle machine. We um, had the Spangle Elite made. You know, uh, the the patch kit. We invented that. So, like, we're pretty much, you know, we've got a lot of expertise under our belt with bringing out new products, and we've done it wrong most of the time. We'd like to save <laughs> you that trouble. Well, we've also um, we've said no to way more things than yes. That's very so true. Even though That's we've got true. thousands of thousands and thousands of SKU numbers that we sell yeah. of all different items, people bring us new ideas all the time, and oftentimes we've got to say no because the idea is not is not a good idea for us. Uh, it's not a good idea f- for most of our customers. Yeah, and it may not. And this is kind of the the criteria that we're going to walk you through: is you may have a great idea like the people that come to us wanting them mm-hmm. to sell, wanting us to sell their product, but it may not be a good fit for the audience that you're talking to. Yeah. You know, like, like us, if there's a car that runs on water, you know, Coldessi is not going to be the best people to get that word out in the market. It's a great product, doesn't fit what we're trying yeah. to do. Well, and there's a lot of things to consider. Like I'm drinking a diet Verner's. Is that a good idea during a podcast? I don't know. I'm probably going to cough. It's never, it's never <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> Um, so let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about a little bit here. So, um, you, you want to meet a few kind of standard criteria when you've got a new idea. So what you just might, you might be sitting around thinking, oh, maybe I should get this type of equipment or maybe I should bring in this type of shirt. Or I think a lot of people would like that. You want to have some sort of a system to validate that idea. Right. Because what you don't want to do is, you know, uh, it's your, it's kind of like your, your baby's ugly. Kind of, kind of thing. No one will ever tell you that, you know. So if you're if you're going to really push an idea out in the marketplace, whether or not it's a, a new T-shirt design or maybe it's adding a different product into your mm-hmm. business, you know, going into promotional products or signs, what whatever it is, you know, test out the idea in a structured way so you know as objectively as possible whether or not it's got a good chance of success. Because there's nothing more expensive than launching a product that fails. Mm-hmm. Because you'll spend a lot of time making, maybe um, ordering a thousand transfers if you're, you know, if you're testing a new shirt design. Or you know, maybe it's a new process that you're going to apply and you, you do it a hundred times and they don't wash as well as your customers expect. Yeah, it could be a type of apparel, a type of material. 
um, deciding to switch over to, um, so uh, this is an example right here. Okay. So um, I have some, uh, I've got some button up shirts. I'm wearing a button up shirt right now, a gray button up, button up shirt. And um, the previous ones that I own that I put toner transfers on were a different material. I think the, I forget the name of, of these, but they have something like the um, easy care or, or right. something like that in it. Right. So they're, they're, they're the whole, you know, like they stain resistant and, and all of these more wrinkle free. But yeah. So um, what happened with that was I used the same settings on my other shirt that I used on this one. And the first time I went to put the right. transfer on, it just, nothing happened. Right. I, I peeled it up and, it, and just nothing happened. Yep. So I said, okay, I've got to change settings now. So I had to increase the time a little bit, reduce the temperature a little bit. It took work right. for this idea. So the, now your, the, our idea wasn't to sell these shirts, but let's just say it was. And I was going, now I'll, I bought 200 of these shirts. You yeah. know, um, and maybe I didn't validate the process of putting it on the garment. So this validating of the process goes deep into your production, your income, profitability. Absolutely. But we're just going to start with just kind of the basis of it. It's a good idea. Yeah. Is it, is it a good idea? So let's, let's get into that. What's uh, what's number one. What's the first okay. thing that you want to look at? So um, first of all, what we want, I'd say in these steps before I say step one in these steps, these, these are put in an order for a reason. Okay. okay. So step one is not even about the product yet. It's about who you're going to sell it to. So who's the target market? Okay. All right. Um, this is defining who's going to purchase this product from you. New mothers, motorcycle crews, adult recreational sports players, youth sports, okay. babies, you know, right. who's the market? The babies are not going to buy. From <laughs> well, the moms care. will. Okay. Right. So the yeah. products for the babies and moms is going to buy. And, th and this is something that you have to consider in order to be able to move on. Right. So, so here's a good example. Let's say you have a reputation in the marketplace for sportswear. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you do bling for cheer, you do jerseys for the football teams. That's your gig. Well, if you have a great idea for a, um, a baby product or a new mom product, you know, maybe it's a design or a type of garment, then you don't have a built-in market for that. So even though mm -hmm. you may easily sell your new designs for your your existing niche, if you're working outside of that with your new idea, you've got to start from scratch and make sure that there are people that want to buy it. Yes, and, and know who they are, right? Right. So when you're looking at that, if it's already, if you already sell to sell corporate wear yep. and you've got a new idea for something else, you could sell the corporate wear, like maybe just laptop and iPad cases and things like that. So you already know who the market is, but first, you know, your first step is you want to, you know, whether you write these things down or take notes on a computer, you want to write down who's the target market, corporate wear. You don't really have to move on to the how to find out who they are, right. which is what we'll talk about next because you know who they are. You already sell to them. Yeah. As you mentioned, when it's a new market, you want to do a little bit of research ahead of time. Yeah, like like we do every single time that we come out. With yeah, product. yeah, absolutely. And even if it is people who own embroidery machines, you know, we start at that step just right. to make sure we don't miss it and we don't forget any detail. So how do you... Determine who the target market is. You've got an idea for that you want to sell to. Um, you know that there's a lot of softball, adult sports teams. So there's softball and kickball and soccer and all these things that are all grown adults going and playing recreational sports. Yes. You haven't sold to this demographic before, but you know they exist because your brother plays in a soccer team. 
you know? Okay. So how do you find, this is the how of how do you do this? You attend the events. If it's a retail places, you visit their stores, you get to know the industry, you go to their online forums, yep. you um, join possibly a group if it's something that makes sense to do that. And what, you, what you're looking to do is you're looking to determine all the demographics of them. So um, what's their age? What's their style like? What are some things they might be interested in? What, um, what's their income like? Are, right. they, are they people who- Can they buy it? Yeah, can they buy it? Do they have a lot of disposable income? that they want to buy a really high-end version of your product, or do they have a minimal disposable income where you're going to have to make it very affordable? Right. So you're going to have to determine all of these things. So if you, for example, if it's like the adult sports leagues, one of the things you can do is go to, go to some of your brother's games, go to some of the other games, watch, take a look, look, find out if they have a website, if they have a forum, yeah. if they have a Facebook group, right. join these things, learn about who they are, and then you kind of build up a profile of who yeah. they are. And so I think, I think that's a good idea and we won't get into it too much, but that, that's a, a customer avatar. Yeah. You know, what mm -hmm. you're looking for is you're, you're looking to make a kind of composite person that might buy your product. Yeah. So if, you're, if your new product is in the new moms section, then, then maybe what you want to do is go where a bunch of new moms gather and kind of develop a profile of them and, you know, how much money do they make? Where do they shop? What else do they buy? Mm -hmm. And take a look at your product and see if it fits in with that kind of ethic for that group of people. Yeah, absolutely. So um, now that we know who your target market is and you've kind of built that avatar and you've written down as many details or noted as many things in regards to their um, age, gender, interest, style, income, um, anything that you, can, that you can break down that you can help you define what you do, you move on to the next step. and. Um, what are the problems, wants, and needs of, of these people, Yeah. right? So um, you have to understand kind of who they are, what they're doing. So if you're selling to the uh, small bit, local small businesses, corporate type of the things, and you realize they've already got the shirts and all these other things, um, but do they have bags that are branded? Right. No, that might be kind of a problem or a need or a want, that you're going to define. So you can actually just go and ask this market. Say you currently buy apparel right now, custom apparel. Or is there anything that you wish you could customize? Right. Or what else do you carry with you to every meeting, to every event? Right. And they'll start to tell you different things and then you can start to kind of create a want and a need list. Yeah, and you know what you're looking for because you're, you're approaching all of this with an idea in mind, what you're, what you're looking for is does it really match? So if the, you know, if your If your new product mm -hmm. idea is in the cheer space, okay. for example, um, and it's a, a warm-up suit uh, with a rhinestone design on the back and an embroidered design on the front, and it'll probably retail for about $150 each. Mm -hmm. um, that may work great in some areas. Uh, that may be too much money. Like, like you said, if you're in a more economically challenged area or that's the, the school profile, then you may not be able to sell $150 outfit mm -hmm. you know you might have to scale back so the, the want for that might be um, or the need for them is they desire a complete warm-up outfit 
something yeah. that they can wear completely when they're not when they're not completely dressed that's affordable that's right. the that's the want and the need that they have because normally this entire set might be 150 250 dollars they're really looking for something that they could buy for less than 100 right so you just changed your product idea for your target market mm -hmm. you found a a good application that they do want those things like mark said but the design that you have in mind the product that you have in mind is is too expensive for the area or for that specific set of people that you're targeting so you either need to look for a new market or you can adjust your product idea to more match what the customer wants. Yeah, and that's kind of all part of this exercise is who are you selling to? What do they want and need? What are their desires? And then is this matching up? And then you continue to alter your either your idea or you just trash the idea eventually. You know, if you think that, oh, I, I, should, I could do custom laptop bags and you go around and you find out that all the businesses that you sell to, none of them use laptops anymore. Right. They're you're, all using like iPads. Yeah, and, you're not, and, you're no longer, you're not solving a problem. Yeah. Right. And that's what you said is, is, you know, you need to solve a pro problem or fill a hole in the marketplace. Yeah. So, you know, maybe a problem for a landscaper is, is that they, you know, they've got the, uh, they've got polos on all their other people working, mm -hmm. but um, they're all wearing their own hats. Yeah, you know they're mm -hmm. wear, wearing Gilligan hats. You know, and that's that's not the image that you want to project. That's a problem for some business owners. So you can walk in with a solution for that. Yep. So exactly. So you know who it is, and then you go ahead. So how do you how do you kind of identify these problems, these wants, these desires, and needs for your target market? So um, you know, for one, uh, if you've got a big enough group of people available, you can survey them. So you can literally go to an event and you can create a log and just ask people, right? Right. If you could do it online, you, if you're in a member of a uh, group, you know, a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or, or anything like that, you can put a, a survey online. So if yep. you say that the sports one I mentioned, so you join the local sports Facebook group or, or any type of online forum. And then if you're allowed to, you post a survey on there. Hey, question, what are your favorite things to buy a uh, custom apparel to buy for your sports that you wish you had? Yeah. Or what are some, what are some things you wish you had or you don't have or something that you wear now that you don't like and or, see what people say. Yeah. Or you could even be more direct and say, you know, if we use the cheer warm up outfit idea, mm -hmm. you could even go to the, the cheer site that I hope you're already a member of and you post a picture of it, mm -hmm. you know, or of a mock-up of it. And you say, I'm thinking of developing this product. I'd love your feedback. It'll probably retail for $150 to $175, depending, you know, what do you guys think? Is this something that you would buy? Mm -hmm. And then you'll get all kinds of answers. You know, you'll get answers like, uh, that's way too much for me, like we do when we put prices in ads. Sure. You sure. know, that's way too much for me. I could never do that. Oh, that's a great deal. I'd love to get three of those. Um, do you mm -hmm. sell them wholesale? Because I, I've got 11 share groups. Yeah. You know, you, you could get any of those responses, or you could get crickets. And if you get no response, that's also a response, you know, because what they're saying is they don't really care. Yeah. You know, you're not getting, you're not inspiring anybody. And it's important when you do this too, to um, the, the tricky part that you get into. And this is kind of how uh, people react nowadays online. And yeah. even if it's just whether they're talking about news or online surveys, or I posted somebody on, on something online, everybody loves it. Yes. Really, you posted something online six people responded and started conversing back and forth all positively about yeah. it. One person didn't like it. So yeah, that's a very small group to look at. You said six people like it, which is great, right. but you want to go further anytime that you can. 
don't just rely on say six people saying thumbs up in a, in a forum with 5,000 people. In it. Right. You know, for one, it's on Facebook, a bunch of them might not even have seen it. Right. True. So, um, and these might be the people who are busy working, not on Facebook. You know, right. maybe, I mean, there's all types of things. To consider. Um, but so what you also want to do is conspire and chat with people that are, that are in this target if you're not already. So somebody who's in this demographic, so if we're talking about cheer or yep. the adult sports or corporate, you go and you talk to customers that you already work with, people that you know, like your brother who plays soccer, ask them directly. So survey them. Survey people who you trust and you know will give you as much inside information as you can. Also, see if you can get people they know to answer the survey as well. So what you do is you say, you go to your brother and you talk about the soccer team and yep. you say, hey, do any of the, the people that you play with hang out like before or after a game yeah. that I could go and just ask like a small group of them individually, kind of ask them the same questions. Yes. And that'll give you an, another direct face-to-face -face with a group of people that you can trust. Yeah. will provide I, you a good answer. I, I agree. And when we, we did a, uh, we actually did a survey on the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group mm -hmm. about how people validate their new ideas now. And, uh, and the vast majority put mock-ups on their website um, or they make small runs to show off. Yeah. So I like mm -hmm. both of those ideas because it's like doing a survey. Mm -hmm. If you put a mock-up on your website for, hey, new product idea or new coming out soon and, um, and you get a lot of response to it, then you validated that idea. Yep. Um, if, you, um, if you make a small run, if you have that capability, and I think if you bought anything at all from us, if you're one of our customers, yeah. you do have that capability. You know, you could make a few, and rather than just doing the paper survey and asking, you could show them your idea, and in a, in a uh, collaborative way, here's a mock-up or here's a sample of something I'm thinking about producing. What do you think? Okay, you know, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Um, what do you think of the fabric? What do you think of the colors? How about the sizing? Um, how much would you pay for it? Yeah. You know, how much would you expect to pay if you wanted two or a hundred? Uh, do you know anybody else that would buy this kind of thing? Yep. And those are, those are, those answers are gold. Yeah. And that's, that's really how you're going to dissect and figure out um, what are really, cause this step right here, I consider to be um, almost multi-steps yeah. Because the way I would really break it down. If we wanted this to be a really long list, it would be first observe, then ask, then bring mock-ups of some sort, whether they're physical right. or, or, or drawn ones or whatever it might be. So because first you're observing them, what you go to the game and you're watching what they're doing and you notice that all of their hats have kind of a sweat stain around it. Yeah. Right. So maybe I can get a better quality cap from that. And then you start asking them, Hey, how do you guys like the caps? Do the stains on it bother you? Do you, would you prefer to have something that looked brand new the whole season? If everyone says, I don't care, right. then maybe your idea is not that great. Right. If I, yeah, that, that would be nice. I'd like to actually wear this cap when I go out playing golf, but I look like a hot mess. Yeah. So I don't do it. Okay, now we know you got a good idea. Then you get some hats that you find are, are, are that should be stain resistant, things of yep. that nature. You make them a sample and you bring yeah. them and then you ask them again. So this is a multi-step, like can it. be a multi-step thing. Yeah. Um, so you, it's really just going to depend on your idea. And this will, this will pay off. It, it really will. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like Mark Vila said, we, you know, we say no all the time. Yeah. You know, we say no constantly and saying no has paid off. You know, uh, we've offered products, you know, we've, 
We've brought in customers to take a look at products and we've made changes based on their, on their feedback. Mm -hmm. And that's made for, um, for better products. So don't think about, about just how much money you can make if someone likes your idea. Think about how much money you can save if someone doesn't yeah. and you don't go ahead with it. Those, those are both two huge points. And, and all of this that we've done so far, we're talking like a handful of hours of work tops so right. far. Because you're, you're thinking of an idea, you're identifying who they are, you go to an event or you survey online. These things take minutes. Maybe going to some sort of a networking event or a business event or a game might be a couple hours worth of time there. Um, but again, you're, you're doing more research, you're observing, and it might help you to come up with more ideas. Yep. So once you've kind of brainstormed with them, you've observed them, you've come up with some ideas, you've asked them questions, or you've had them maybe even sample a product, then... Um, then you really want to look at, okay, how big is this potential now? Right. Right. And, and you've done this in stages on purpose, right? Because if you try to go with how big is the potential first, that, but you don't know who your demographic is. You'll get stars you, in you, your eyes yeah. and you won't make a good decision. Yeah. So how big is the potential market? So now you are, if you're talking about the, you know, the cheer one, yeah. right? And you say, okay, well, in my area and all the groups that I go to have potential to, potential to sell to, 500 kids and yep. uh, you know a, a thousand parents and and so okay. on and so forth right and you yep. can kind of do some math this is how big the market is for this and also it's a churn market right every year or, or every couple times a year they need new stuff and they may need more than one and they may need more than one exactly so um compared to the say the ipad case idea mm -hmm. so the market might be quite small on that with the amount, okay, well, how many business people do I know that I work with? Okay, here's a number. Right. How many people, how many of them use iPads? Oh, that's a smaller number. How many of them don't already have a case or, or care about when I surveyed them about it being cut? All right, that's really small. Right. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad idea yet. Right. You have to determine the effort going involved, the investment. Yeah. I would not invest in um, ordering from China 10,000 of these custom iPad cases that you're going to decorate because you can get them at a good deal if you only think you could sell a couple hundred of them. Yeah, agreed. So I kind of need to, this is part of the process. So I really like the um, point number four that you make here. Sure, okay. Um, and it's mostly because that is probably 40% of what I do here at Coldessi is, you know, competitive research. Mm -hmm. Is you want to see what the, you know, who your competitors are in this, for this new product that you've got in that marketplace and how does your new product stack up? So um, you, you do, you have to know your competition. And this is another thing that goes in stages. Um, just for one, the, the first rule of this is you can't be discouraged because somebody's already doing it. Yes. That's the first thing is that oftentimes I've heard this so many times people get discouraged. I was thinking about doing this t-shirt thing, but I realized there's already like two screen print shops. Right. Like that. That, that's like saying I was thinking about opening up a Burger King, but there's already a McDonald's. Yeah. You yeah, know, that, it, it, that's not the way it works. It's true. And if you, and if you actually look at a lot of these things like Burger King and McDonald's, or um, if you have CVS and Walgreens as your drugstores in yes. your area, you'll notice that one is typically open very close to another one. Yeah. So CVS is right across from Walgreens. Very, and, and Burger Kings are right by McDonald's or whatever it might right. be. So the competition is healthy, and, but you really want to break down your competition and figure out what are they not doing, what are they doing right, what are they doing wrong, right. and is there a spot you can fit in there. 
Yeah, so I would say one more thing about the competition is if there is competition um, and they're doing well, that's actually an encouraging sign. Mm -hmm. Because if you've come up with a new idea for a product and there's something else selling something in the same space and they're doing well with it, then you've got kind of a market validation there. You know there's a big mm -hmm. enough market for a similar product to make this company famous for it, or they at least appear that they're doing well selling. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a little bit of validation right there just by looking at your competition. And if there's only one person in your area you can find doing it, yeah. then there's room for competition. Because right now they've got a monopoly on that market. Yeah. So you can come in and you can possibly offer something different, new, and you really just want to do as much research as you can on this. So how much are they selling it for? Um, what, what do they offer, not offer? Are there color limitations, artwork limitations? Um, what's the turn time right. on the production? Um, are there things that they won't do? Are that when you when you surveyed yeah. your customers or your potential customers, you asked them some questions and you asked for some specific needs. Is the comp is your competition offering something with that? So one of the best ways to do it is you directly shop them or have somebody you know and trust Absolutely. shop them. Have your brother who plays ball, you yeah. know, shop them and ask some of those direct questions. So hey. Um, we surveyed about 30 people between your team and online and a handful of people said they were interested in some sort of a stain resistant cap. Right. Ask the competition, hey, do you offer anything that's stain resistant? Yeah. And see what they say. Um, they might say yes and show you the price and then you yeah. say, oh, wow, I actually have an opportunity here right. because they're, they, they look they're like they don't want to do yeah. it. They're overcharging. Yeah. Um, or they might say, no, we work with these two caps. They're kind of just are what they are. If you want white, they're going to get stained. I'd recommend black if you don't want it. And, and now you know that they're, they're not even offering. It. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, you know, with the warm up suit example, you know, for example, if you, if you find somebody else that's doing cheer wear in the, in the area and they also had that $150 track suit idea, mm -hmm. warm up suit idea that you did and you go into the store and, and they're not selling. Yeah. Or they are $150 but you did your homework and find, found out that maybe an $80 option would sell better. So you shop your competition and see, okay, this is why. You know, it's because the expensive solution is already taken care of in this area. If I can offer something less expensive, you know, or more budget friendly, then maybe this will be a hit. Yeah, and they might offer it for 150 online, but if you visit their location, you might see that they have sale on there. Right. And, or you might, when you're serving people, you might even find out, well, it's 150, but it's always on sale. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, that's kind of who are your competitors. And actually, we, we dove a little bit into it, but what are they missing is number five. Yeah, so who exactly. are your competitors and what are they missing? So is there, a, is there a price option that they're missing? Is there a physical product, like some sort of a stain-resistant? Maybe, maybe, maybe they just do T-shirts. Yeah. You know, and they don't do caps. Or um, maybe they only have a very limited selection of clothing that they'll work with. Or if they only screen print, they probably won't do any short runs. Right. They're probably charging you per color. So a team or a business has a logo that's got uh, an, a, an actual graphic in it. So there's tons of colors in it. And the screen print shop is going to cut that down. Right. Or if they want to do something more realistic, you know, they're going into, oh, we've got a half tone in, we've got to use our auto press. So you're going to have to buy 50 of them. We can do it. So you've, you've got a transfer system or heat transfer vinyl system, and maybe you could do something in a short run they can't do. Right. So what they're missing is not necessarily a product, but it's also a price range. It's also the graphic. It's the turn time. Yeah. They don't offer anything the same day. 
and you'll and you'll you'll know all these things because you took those steps that we talked about in the beginning. What's your target market? Um, what problems, uh, wants, and needs are you going to solve? How big is the potential? So by the time you identify these things that competitors mm -hmm. aren't doing or they're not doing well enough to serve the market, you're you're really close to knowing that you've got a hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, and then the last one we've got here is um, how exciting is the solution, and kind of what's what's the demand of that? And I think this is kind of um, the the end of the phase to know, okay, this is now it's time to really kind of dive into this product if you if you can get here. So um, is basically the question is, is offering what your competition doesn't have and, and all of these things from above, is it actually going to lead to sales? Right. You know, are people actually going to buy it? Is it actually, is it actually going to be profitable? And, and this last step is really just kind of where it gets really, I think like a long tail. Okay. Because you've got to look at, you know, is it going to be profitable for me? Is it, does it seem like I can actually sell this product? Can I produce it quick enough? Cause you've kind of, you've gotten these ideas and you're continuing to validating them through your competition, through surveying, through knowing your demographic and all these things. But then at the end, now you're having to dissect all that information. Right, so we, for example, uh, just here at Cold Essie the other day, we had somebody approach us with a product um, that looked good, like it mm -hmm. looked like it was gonna be a really good solution and would fit you guys, you know, you might like it, but when we, when we looked at the numbers more closely, we realized that it wasn't a good fit for our company because, you know, we do, we do a lot behind the scenes mm -hmm. to help make you guys successful. And the product just didn't fit the model of us being able to add that service, like the online training and the, you know, uh, the one-on-one -on -one support and the video camera help, you know, all those things are expensive to do you may have something similar in your business. So it may turn out that, you know, okay, I've, I've finally got this, this idea boiled down to the $80 warm-up suit, mm -hmm. uh, quick turnaround time, full color, and you look at the numbers that you're gonna sell, and you look at the cost where you can find the warm-up suits wholesale, and like, look, even after all this, I'm not gonna be able to make enough money to make it worthwhile. Yeah. So, so that's a decision that you're gonna have, your customers are gonna like it, if you can sell it for, you know, at, at that price point, the design is good, the product is good, the competition isn't in that space, but maybe you have a supply problem that you can't buy it profit, uh, low enough to make it profitable for you. Or maybe what they want doesn't really match your decoration system in the end. You know, maybe what they, what they end up wanting is embroidery and you don't yeah. do that. You know, you could get all the way down this line with a great idea, realize it, it is a great idea, just not for your business. Yeah, and, and also, like not only is this helping to decide if you have a good idea or the beginnings of helping to decide if you mm -hmm. have a good idea, but this is also taking your idea and regenerating new ones from it. Or if you feel stumped for an idea, this is how you do it as well. So yeah. this is the creation, of, the creation and validation of an idea by going through and hitting certain steps and making sure you do them all the time. Right. And then you chop off bad ideas and new ones get created yes. by doing these things. So you start off with an idea about, you know, you want to make, you just want to supply shirts to these teams and uh, the sports teams. And then you go out there and you realize the opportunity of the cap. So right. you're create your, this is where you're looking for ideas and validating them constantly along each step. And sometimes you get to step four and you realize that your idea is so saturated in the market 
and you, you don't yeah, think you it's not worth it. it. It's not worth it for you, but it creates a new idea. Right. And then you kind of go back to the top and go back down. And then once you're completed with this and you get towards the end, like is you've realized that it's exciting. It's great. People are going to buy it. You can make money. And then we can kind of get into probably in a whole nother episode, what you do after that to, to continue. Cause you're not re quite ready to sell it. Yeah. I like that. Maybe we should do that yeah, okay. because there, there are, there are a couple things that come to mind. Um, one is, you know, and you know, you know this Mark. So cold he has been around for a long time and we have actually brought in containers of products mm -hmm. uh, that we didn't validate and literally never sold. Like literally, like we, we would have Goodwill ended up with containers of um, promotional product doodads, oh, yeah. blanks that we tried to sell for years, but we never like asked our market, you know, if you really wanted to buy that and we didn't look at pricing and we didn't look at competition, we just got excited about this really cool idea and put it up, bought a bunch of them, put it up for sale and, and nothing happened. And uh, so, so that's the, that's the um, horror story you want to stay away from because that was a big loss. Um, the good story about what you just said about mm -hmm. finding that little side market, you know, when you do the research, yeah. I heard a, um, I heard a podcast with the founder of mint.com. Okay. And mint is a company that does, you know, artists create, uh, they, they post their art online and you can pick original, uh, original creations to put on your business cards. So it's a, mm -hmm. it's a really neat service. It's kind of like crowdsourcing original artwork for yeah. business cards. But that's not what they started as doing. They started doing something completely different. They went out and they got, and it was a stationary store, an online stationary okay. store. They went out and they got big funding from venture capitalists. I mean, this was a real deal. Mm -hmm. um, two years in, into it, they realized that none of that stuff was selling. They were going to have to close. But they had this little small project they had been working on on the side with these custom business cards. Um, the market told them that this is what people wanted. So now that's basically all they do and they're a billion dollar company. Huh. So, you know, if you're, if you're going through this process and you're validating that, you know, you're validating that idea making sure there's a market and everything, um, do like Mark said and look for those side opportunities that you found just like this big company, Mint.com found, pushing a product that they didn't validate enough in advance and finding a little gem um, as they did it. Yes, and you the you can't let your emotions get involved in right. what happens here because what happens is you've got a great idea. You asked your brother; he said it was too. You assumed he was being honest. Yes, <laughs> and then you start going through all this process, and everything is cutting it off. Like competition's not good. Yeah, other people aren't really liking it. There's not really a want or a desire for it. You know, and you start, and then all of a sudden you get down. Yeah. You know, and, and one or two things happen. You either, you get, you know, you'll get cocky about it and say, I, I know it's a great idea. Right. And then you run uh, with it or you get discouraged. I can't come up with any good ideas. Right. <laughs> and then you, and then you kind of, then you really put yourself down. Like I thought this was a really good idea. And you'll find that, that the chances are 
you know, you're, you're not, you know, this gem entrepreneur that has this genius idea that nobody's had that everyone thinks is bad yes. and you're running forward. You know, it's not, you're not like Steve Jobs. It's not likely <laughs> you're that you're that person. Yeah. So, so, and you don't, do you want to risk everything you've got on this idea, right. you know, or not everything you've got or even anything, the thousands of dollars yeah. you're going to invest into this that you could put into something else. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, a, a one or a two person shop, a few thousand dollars of investment can be huge for you. You know, I, so you want to do, you want to play a safe bet by going through these steps. I, I, I absolutely agree. I've got a, I've got a, it's not a customer yet, but he's been calling every year or two. Okay. And talking to me because we made a connection on uh, Facebook. I really like him a lot. Um, he's got a, he's got a terrible idea. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's a bad idea. But um, you know, the, the logo and the kind of graphics, that let, let's say that they're not current. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't been able to identify a market that will buy those, mm -hmm. but he is in love with this idea. So he keeps trying to find a way to get this one idea out into the world. And I admire that a lot. Yeah. I, I appreciate that because you know, that, that makes for greatness. It does not make for a good everyday business. Well, and he's still not in business. He's right? not in business. And, and so for years been sticking with this and, which again, you know, I mean, that's dreams and yeah. that's kind of, we want you to follow your dreams and achieve your dream, your dreams and all that. But at the same time, you know, you, you have to kind of like, well, what is the, why are you doing, are you yes. doing it for the sake of the art? Right. Well, that, if that's all the only reason that the guy's doing it, well then find your market. If you only care about the yeah. art, if you're, if you're the creator that doesn't care about money, then yeah. don't worry about what you're Don't worry about any of this, yeah. you know, just create it. Right. Um, but if you're, if you're saying, well, I want to do this because the dream is I want to have a storefront and where I sell, you know, where I sell yeah. custom made baby clothes, you yeah. know, and like, that's my dream. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And then why do I have that dream? Um, because it's part of the art and because I know that that's going to be very financially rewarding for me yeah. and my family. So that's the dream. So your ideas need, you need to play like a good bet on your ideas and invest your time and money in this. And if you get, a few hours into doing all this work and you realize your idea is probably not the best one, right. accept it and look and get excited for a new one. Um, and it's like, uh, it's a bit like selling, you know, when people are in sales, yeah. you get told no, no, no. And the cliche thing is, you know, every no is one step closer to your next yes. Right. So as you come up with bad idea after bad idea, right. then an idea number six is going to be, wow, this I've got it. It checks off everything. Hey, it's WD forty. It's not WD two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you if you are just a podcast listener and you haven't watched the video, you haven't been to the customapparelstartups.com website. I would definitely do that because we put the synopsis of what we've talked about mm -hmm. in the show notes, and we are also doing um, transcription. So every literally everything we say, Mark Vila, yeah, okay. is in there. That's why I say your name. Oh, so when people are googling you. Because really? you're becoming more and more famous. I'll, I'll say Mark they'll find that. more often. So the, you, know, you can look in the show notes. Just go look for episode 91. Um, there'll be a coherent steps uh, written up in there that you can print out and, and go by. Stick it up on your wall. So you can, you know, you can, you're welcome to listen to the podcast again and again. But you can also take this cheat sheet and maybe, and maybe let it guide you the next time yeah, you have an idea. And, and I think you absolutely, like, like, don't take this as the absolute rules take this as, as you're a guide for you. And then if you figure out that there's more or less steps yeah. or things involved for your business, then, you know, 
put this idea to work for you to go do it because it's if you were to ask me to write one specific for corporate wear right. i'd alter this list a little bit maybe. yeah so like really take this stuff and i think that's the next thing to do is to go either to youtube or to um, customapparelstartups.com yep. take a look at the podcast and the notes you know, print it out or copy it or rewrite your own version scratch of it, it up yeah and then start find an idea to run through it or go through these things to find an idea and then check all the boxes and then see if you come out with a new product. I love that. You know, we didn't tell any jokes um, in this episode, <laughs> but you did do close-up magic while you were talking. So yes. if you haven't, if you haven't seen and him do that I on the videos. I finished a Diet Verner. Which I've never done. So, <laughs> so congratulations on that. Um, okay, folks, thanks very much for listening to another episode of the Custom Apparel Startups podcast. What we would really appreciate you do next is wherever you listen to podcasts, if you're on iTunes, just give us a uh, give us a, a fair and honest rating. Five stars. Uh, or better. Yeah. Or better. Uh, if you are a YouTuber, if you love spending time on YouTube, then visit the Cold S.E. Coleman YouTube channel, and we post all these video podcasts up on there. Um, if you just don't have anything else to do this afternoon, visit customapparelstartups.com and uh, poke around there, see if there's anything interesting. Yeah, and please feel free to share um, our podcast or our videos with other small business owners that you know, oh. because tip, you know what what we hear from folks is that the advice is perfect and great for custom apparel, but it really applies to all types of Just small about businesses. Anything. So, okay. thank you very much. All right, everybody. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldessi and Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. You guys have a great business.